You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. You are welcome to church this morning. And uh, we've been talking about testimony since last week. But I want, I want our sister Farai to come forward. There's a testimony she shared this morning in the first service, which you need to hear. Come on. Amen. I'm so happy, you know, um, thank you, Pastor, because like when I sat down, I was like, oh, God, I forgot to tell them the last bit of what we had said. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I was saying it again, I was like, ah, lodo. Ah. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> okay, so I'm more confident now. First time I actually just wanted to go quickly and say, God, I'm just going to sit and sit down, but you know, I'm now... This is my stage. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I want to thank God. I really do from the bottom of my heart. Um, it was during the week of prayers. We were praying and then Pastor mentioned that we need to pray for protection. Then, um, what's it called? Um, he said that with what we're gaining with our knowledge, right? We need to watch out because the enemy is out to get what you have. And... The part that I'd forgotten to say is when Pastor said, he said, he's out to get you, but he won't get you because of what you know. Amen. So um, what happened is simple. After church, prayer and everything, um, I was urged to pray. I did listen to God, but then I fell asleep. And then um, the plane crash that happened in Midrand um, that week Basically, where I was sleeping in the house, I was 156 meters away from where the plane crashed. So I thank God for that because the guard on the next door, he said that, you know, Antifari, the plane kept around our houses for about 20 times just spinning and then it was like a wind just drew it away and then the crash happened. I just woke up with a big bang saying, ah, what's happening? So I really want to thank God because it's a lot of things. It's protection and, you know, guarding what God has and I was even thinking it's ministry of angels because what causes just a wind to go and, you know, go somewhere else and, you know, what I have is big enough that the enemy can come against me in that way. But but I thank God for it. Amen. Amen. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say, God is real. Angels are real. The word works. It will work in your life. If you apply it and exercise faith. Amen. Yeah, so that's the word of God. That's just a, that you see, God always confirms His word. Amen. I believe that many of us have escaped things that we are not even aware of. Are you getting me? So God just allowed her to experience that, just to say, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil. Amen. Amen. Nearly has never killed anybody. Yeah. Did you notice that? 
150 meters away from a plane crash. I mean, you can't get closer. And the wind blew it. It's the, the wind of angels. Amen. So I bless the Lord. I thank him for this testimony. We would have been, it would have been a different story. You understand? It would have been a different story. And I thank God she was sensitive enough to pray when she was there to pray. Huh? Yeah, we spent time praying throughout the week. But at the same time, she also responded to the prompting. And that's very significant. Many people hear testimonies, but they don't know the making of testimonies. There are things that you have to do to, to produce testimonies. Okay? Testimonies don't just happen. Glory to God. So why don't we bless God for her life, for sparing her life. Thank you, Father, for sparing Farai's life, for not allowing the plan of the enemy to come to pass. Thank you, Lord. I bless your name. I bless your name. Thank you, Father, because you have not allowed the enemy to have his way we are so grateful we do not take it for granted thank you Jesus blessed be your holy name amen glory to God now I want to share with you on how to use testimonies to impact lives so, in other words, your testimony is part of the tools that God can use to change another person's life. Okay? Yeah. So, testimonies are weapons that can be used by the Holy Spirit. Can be used by the Holy Spirit to change a life. How many people you got saved and your salvation was inspired or influenced by a testimony. Let me see. Anybody? Okay. Your salvation was influenced by a testimony. I just want to hear two people's experience. Sister Lydia, good to see you. Come, come. Let's hear you. Wonderful. Let's appreciate our sister. We first met in Marisburg and then in Cape Town. And now in Midran. Awesome. Amen. Amen. Greetings in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I was very many years ago. I won't say how old I was. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll give up my ear. The pastor, Reynard Bonke, came and ministered. And we went there as young people. And we were thinking, I command. This doesn't work. Until he gave a testimony about an old woman who was in a, in a, they were in a house and there was a plane crash, something like that. And only her house was saved. Wow. And then I was thinking, this is witchcraft. 
just after I said that, then he said, I know someone, someone just said, there is witchcraft. <laughs> and I got born again. I realized I really had to get born again. <laughs> wow. Powerful. A testimony caused her to get born again. So I want you to know that God can use your testimony to get someone saved. Amen. Amen. Who else? I saw a few hands. Okay, Jane. Come on. Morning, church. Um, I think mine was uh, my sister got born again. She was at uh, Pentec. And she went through the Bible school to his people. And I could see her life change um, given the family context before then. And 2001, she got sick. And she had colon cancer. Mm. And at the time, we didn't know what this thing was. But what I saw in her, the faith in God, she was wasting away, but she believed God for her healing, and it was hectic. It was really hectic. Eventually, she passed away, and for me, life didn't make sense. There was a whole lot of things that were happening, and I was like, okay, this person believed even to the end, and I was just crying to God and saying, like, what is this thing? And through that process, I got to meet God, and I believe her life and the way it even ended was just God and I was drawn to that. Amen. Come on. Glory to God. Amen. So she died in faith. She died in faith. It's, it's, it's always better to die in faith than to die in unbelief. Okay? And look at her death led to her salvation. What a testimony. Well, if you study the word testimony, it also applies to your life. Your life, you can be a living testimony. Do you understand? Yeah, so your life, you are an epistle read by all men. So if you, if you don't allow anything to cloud your testimony, more people will be drawn into the kingdom. Do you know that many people are not saved today because of some Christians? Yeah, I'm telling you. There are many people that are not saved today because of some pastors. Hello? Yes. Hmm? So, some, some, some pastors are not a good testimony. We know what is happening around. So you can, you can see somebody and you, you say, is this what it's about? It's not for me. Meanwhile, there are people you look at and you, you're just so inspired. How many people have been inspired by someone's life? Yeah, you see. So your, 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 your faith can inspire someone. Your life can inspire someone. And God's plan is for our lives to continue to inspire people. As a matter of fact, your life is supposed to make unbelievers jealous. So when they look at your life, they should say, wow, I'm missing something. There's something missing in my life. 
They should look at your life and begin to think that way. And if you are not serious about your salvation, you are robbing yourself of the opportunity to make an impact. So it's not just coming to church, but it's being a living testimony. And I've told you before that the, the word testimony means witness. It's a, you are a witness. So God takes your testimony serious. But you need to take it serious. You need to take it serious. Because there are people watching you. They might not say anything, but they are watching. They are watching. How many people, you've been watching some people. Come on, I mean, yeah, I, I can see. Yeah, yeah, you are watching. If, if it's from a distance, you are watching. You are looking closely. You are examining this person. Is, it, is this person really, is she what she claims to be? Am I correct? Yeah. Is, is, is she what she claims to be? Is he who he claims to be? Oh, is he just, is he just acting? He's just putting up a show. Putting up a performance. Anybody can put up a performance. You see, actors are paid handsomely uh, just to assume a different personality, different identity, a different character. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah, and our generation pays them a lot for that. So they don't need to be that person. They just need to pretend to be. And they get paid for it. So some Christians don't, don't realize that their lives... They, they, they are carrying so much power, so much glory. Huh? And so because of that, they, they don't pay attention to their testimony. And then they rob some other people of the opportunity of being changed, of being blessed. So if we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, it is not just a testimony of, oh, God did this for me, although that is part of it. But it's a testimony of this is who I was and this is who I am. That's a testimony. And you can't argue with that. Do you understand? You can't. You can't argue with that. Imagine someone, okay, look at a case of Mary Magdalene. Bible says she had how many de demons? Seven, seven demons. So she must have had an interesting personality, right? Because seven different personalities. Yeah. Seven different personalities inside her. So when you come, now it's this one. Then the idea. But before you finish the conversation, you know, like maybe three of them want to talk. So you can imagine what it was like in the community. Yeah, that was Mary Magdalene. And then Jesus comes. Oh, until Jesus came. And when he came, whoo, she was now herself. People couldn't believe that Mary could be so I mean, so beautiful inside and outside. Mm. 
They couldn't believe that she could be so caring, so loving. Because one thing you need to know about demons is that if anybody has a demon, he will carry the personality of that demon. So that person's life will reflect the personality of that demon. Yeah. So look at some people and you see them behaving in a particular way and you're saying, what is wrong with this person? No, 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 no. It's not that person. It's somebody else inside that also wants to be seen. Also wants to express himself. Are you getting my point? Yeah, so that is important. It's important for us to see that when Jesus came, when we came in contact with Jesus, something happened to us. And we, don't, we, we must not be shy of what has happened to us as a result of our encounter with Jesus. Some people are afraid. They don't want anybody to know. Let them not know I'm a Christian. You know, I want to be cool. Listen, it is cool to be a Christian. In fact, there's nothing cooler than that. <laughs> there's nothing more cool than that. Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, blood washed, Holy Ghost filled, Huh? Water baptized. Yes. Heavenly bound. Yes. Demon chasing. Yes. Come on. Yes. Healing the sick. Yes. Raising the dead. Yes. Speaking for God. Yes. Wow, what's cooler than that? That's very cool, man. Touch someone. Say it's cool to be a Christian. A real Christian. Yeah, it's cool to be a real Christian. You don't have to be ashamed. Yeah. And Jesus made it very clear to us that if we are ashamed of him, what's going to happen? He'll be ashamed of us. So if you cannot testify of Jesus, he's saying, I'm not going to testify of you in heaven. So that means when you get to heaven, people say, uh, who, who are you? Yeah. Huh? Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. Can you introduce yourself? But meanwhile, if you've been testifying of Jesus, yes. Jesus will be telling everyone about you. Yes. Hmm? The moment you get into heaven, they say, ah, Shireen, wow. Good to see you. Yeah, Jesus has told us so much about you. Come on. Yeah, testimony. Say there's power in testimony. So your testimony will not only affect people on earth, it will also be spread in heaven. Amazing, right? Look at what it says. Mark chapter 8 verse 38. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words... In this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Sure. May Jesus not be ashamed of us. Amen. So it starts with a testimony. 
You don't need to know many scriptures to inspire people. You don't need to know many scriptures to even lead someone to Christ. You don't need to know many scriptures to be a, a witness. You just need to know your story. You just need to know your story. I used to be like this. Then Jesus came and look at what happened. Look at what I have become. That's good enough. That's good enough. Nobody can argue with your experience. Hmm? It's like the blind man. They say, I was blind, but now I see. They say, no, this man, he's, he's not a good man. He's not from God. He's healing people on the Sabbath day. He says, I don't care. I was blind, but now I see. That is my testimony. Come on. It's my testimony. How many people have a testimony? Yes. So you have your testimony. You need to be bold with your testimony. You need to be courageous with your testimony. Don't be ashamed to say, this is who I was. And Jesus came into my life. And look what he made out of me. You know, even the angels will be telling Jesus, my goodness. Jesus, you are just amazing. He said, if you could could make, take the mess Eric was. And make such a great guy out of him. I worship you. You see, so your testimony can inspire worship in heaven. Your testimony. So I want you to live your life in such a way that angels will just be worshiping. They say, wow, this blows my mind. How did you do it, Lord? Somebody so defeated. Somebody so down. Somebody that everyone has given up on. And how did you turn things around? I worship you. Say testimony. So your life can inspire worship even in heaven. Let me show you a scripture in Mark chapter 5. In Mark chapter 5, we see a story here, a popular story that you know. Well, you should know. (laughs) Mark chapter 5. I used to love this story because it's a dramatic story. I I don't want to read everything, but this story, let me just share a little bit. This is a story of the man that was demon-possessed. Okay? Now, Jesus, um, Jesus is, the Bible says in verse, verse 1, it says, Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. Remember, prior to this, this was when the wind came and was was staring the boat then Jesus and the disciples were in the boat and and they master wake up don't you care that we perish Hmm? that's in the previous chapter chapter 4 then Jesus up and he rebukes the wind and says peace be still 
And after that, they now get to the place where they were going. Huh? After the wind obeyed, they landed safely. Right? And then, on the other side of the sea, when he came out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Hmm? Remember, they were nearly killed. Yes? They're going somewhere. They're nearly killed in the boat. They come down. I mean, after Jesus has taken authority over the wind, they come down, and now they are met by this man with unclean, an unclean spirit. The Bible says, the man with an unclean spirit. He had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken to pieces, neither could anyone tame him. Shoo. So if you put handcuffs, ah, you just, you just break it as if it's a, you know, it's a straw. All right, no one could tame him. All right, let's go on. It says, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. That's the activity of demons. You see, demons hate human beings, so they cause human beings to destroy themselves, to hurt themselves. So it's not as if that man was doing it on his own. It's, it's, it's the spirit. It's the hatred that de the demons had. Huh? towards him that they were exercising that. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. <laughs> and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Huh? Yeah. He comes. The Bible says he worships. Yes? And he declares, Jesus, son of the most high God. Was he, was he telling the truth? Yes. Sometimes demons tell a bit of truth. Hmm? And he said to him, come out of the man on clean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. The Bible says an unclean spirit. But now, the, the, the gatekeeper is the unclean spirit. You see, my name is Legion, for we are many. You know what Legion means? Huh? 6,000 demons. That's what was inside this man. That's to tell you the capacity of the human spirit. Listen. 6,000 demons. 
That's a mega church. <laughs> Inside one man. Yes, of course. Think, think about a, a, a congregation of 6,000. That's what he was carrying inside him. But there were demons. <laughs> and somebody will look at you and say, you are too small and all that. They don't know your capacity. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't know your capacity. You are able to carry much more than you have even imagined. If this man could contain 6,000 demons, so imagine the great things you can contain. Are you getting my point? Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Notice. Please. Don't send us out of the country. Huh? We want to remain in... It's like saying, please, don't send me out of Midran. I, I, I just... Please, whatever you do, just, I, I just want to be around. This neighborhood is nice. That's, that's what they're saying. <laughs> yes? Okay. Then what happens? Let's see. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him. 6,000 of them begged him. That is a serious communication. Huh? Imagine 6,000 voices. Please. Don't send us. Let just send us. Let's just go into the, the swine. That we may enter them. Okay? And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. And there were about 2,000. So imagine the commotion. Alright? 6,000 demons trying to enter 2,000 swine. Chaos. Somebody say chaos. chaos. Yeah, because swine don't have the capacity of the human spirit. So they couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it. Huh? And the herd ran violently down the deep, uh, the steep. The steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Now the demons are homeless. Yeah, because their home is dead. And demons need a body. They cannot operate without a body. Did you know that? Demons don't they cannot operate without a body. They need a body. Either human or animal. Okay. So, what happens? Let's read on. So, those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what had happened. Huh? Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. 
Now, this man was notorious. He was known in the entire community. In fact, this, this spirit is what used to terrorize that region. And I believe that it is this spirit that attacked the boat, that stirred up the wind when Jesus was coming. Do you understand? Now, he was coming to their territory and they said, before he comes, let's kill them. Let's drown them before they come. So when the enemy attacks you, it's because he's reacting to something that you are carrying. Hallelujah. It's because he's reacting to what you are carrying. It's not because he has the power to destroy you, but it's because he's scared. He's intimidated. So he's trying to strike first. So that's what he tried to do. And Jesus just woke up, peace be still out. He didn't even, no stress. Peace be still. And the wind just obeyed. And then as they come out of the boat, immediately the man is there to welcome them. Why do you think? This is an arrangement. Yeah. Yes. So we couldn't drown him. Now let's meet him. Give him worship. You know, just to neutralize him a bit. Huh? Yeah. Let's be nice. Affirm him. Son of the most high God. Give, say the right, say, say some truth. Huh? I adjure you by God not to torment me. Just try to stop him from even thinking of tormenting us. Because this accommodation, they've been doing a lot of, they've taken that region. Okay? So the people, the men, they were, they were, they were afraid. Yes, verse 15. Then verse 16. And those who saw it told how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Can you imagine? Please, go. Now, the question is this. Who do you think was telling him to depart? Huh? The demons! That's right. So now they've been dispossessed from their accommodation, but they found some other people because the swine is dead. Huh? So they want to chase him away now. Now they're using people. Get away, get away from here. Get away from this region. We don't, we don't want you here. Why? They still want to maintain control. You see, they still want to maintain control. They say, Pastor, what has this got to do with testimony? Just hold on. Hold on, we're going somewhere. Hmm? So, where are we? Verse 18. And when he got into the boat, 
he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. So this man that was delivered. Okay, now the man from that place told Jesus, leave. And you know, Jesus is not going to force himself to remain there. Because he's the one that say, look, even if you go to a house and they refuse to receive you, shake the dust off your feet and leave that place. All right? So now they're telling him to leave. These are human beings telling him to leave, inspired by demons. Obviously, the demons can't tell him that directly because they have no right. But humans have right. So Jesus respects the right of the human beings in that area. And so he enters the boat. He's about to leave. And this man now begs him, look, can I come with you? Look at what Jesus said. Look, look at the next verse. However, Jesus did not permit him. But he said to him, go home to who? Your, Your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Say testimony. Hallelujah. He wanted to follow Jesus, but if, he had, if Jesus had allowed him to follow him, he would, his, his friends would have been deprived of his testimony. His family would have been deprived of his testimony. His community would have been deprived of his testimony. Are you getting my point? And Jesus doesn't want anyone to be deprived of your testimony. God, God wants you to share how he has had compassion on you. He wants you to tell people what he has done for you. Hallelujah. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Amazing grace. He wants you to share the testimony. Then look at the next verse. This is very significant. This is actually the key. Look at what is a key verse. It says, and let's read it together. One, two, three. Come on, look at the screen. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis and all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. <laughs> this simple verse huh? is loaded. Touch someone say it's loaded. It's loaded. It's loaded. This verse, he, he, he departed. This man, Jesus said, don't follow me. Go back. Tell your friends. Tell your family what the Lord has done. How he has had compassion on you. Amen. Tell them. And so this man goes in obedience to what Jesus told him. And he begins to tell. He begins to proclaim. Yes. Now, Decapolis, underline that in your Bible, if you are not afraid to underline your Bible. <laughs> Decapolis, Deca means 10. Are you following me? Yes, Deca means 10. So what happened? This man's testimony covered 10 cities. Can you see how you can use your testimony to take territories? You can use your testimony to take regions. Satan had been using this man to control that region. 
legions of demons have been using this man to keep that place under terror. He was terrorizing that, that place by, by those demonic powers that possessed him. The unclean spirit. Legions of demons. 6,000 demons. So he had too much power to instill fear over that community. And he was like a, a principality in that area. So that's why when Jesus came and Jesus cast out that spirit, Jesus said, no, you shouldn't leave. Because Jesus knew that those spirits are still around. But what has happened in you, the kingdom of God has come. And because the kingdom of God has come, Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So because the kingdom of God has come, he says, now, you go and spread it. Go and spread it. And ten cities. How many, how many cities have you, have you impacted with your testimony? How many cities? We are owing our communities. We are owing our cities. We are owing our nation. We are owing our friends. We are owing our, our, our families. Our testimony. This man's testimony. Decapolis. Meaning 10. Egypt, 10 cities. That's right. That's it. So, you see, 10 cities impacted by one testimony. One testimony. Meanwhile, you have many testimonies. But they're in the bag. You need more. You're you are crying for more. Lord, do more. Do more for me. Do more. And he's saying, what have you done with what I did? Give? What have you done with the testimony you have? Huh? How many lives have been infected by your testimony? How many people are following Christ because they heard your testimony? How many people have, you know, are now, you know, have given themselves to God because of your testimony? You see, one of the things that inspired me as a young, as a young, um, in fact, in my early teens, probably 13 or so, was the testimony of a, a friend of mine. This guy just comes and says, he says to me, look, man, I went to this, 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 this crusade and this is what God did in my life. And I went home and then he says, you know, I, I locked my door and I cried for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was crying and I was praying. I said, God, God, I want your spirit. And he says, I it was like heaven opened. And then I heard myself speaking in a tongue I've never spoken before. And I'm like, huh? Wow. Then he says, okay, now, you know, after this, we've been, I've, I've started praying with some friends. Do you want to join us? I said, of course. Testimony. A testimony inspired me. It sparked a hunger in me. I mean, I was raised up praying, but I wasn't taught about the Holy Spirit. And, and when this guy spoke, I just knew, hey, 
Well, I knew the Holy Spirit was, is the third uh, person in the Godhead. But I wasn't taught about tongues. And so this guy, every time we'll meet and we're praying, and he'll be speaking in tongues, I'm like, wow, sounds so nice. <laughs> you know? If only I could speak like that. And that sparked a hunger in me. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Say testimonies. testimonies. Testimonies are good. Let's start using our testimonies. Amen. Some of you, God has touched you. God has changed you. God has impacted your life. God has transformed your life. God has blessed you. But nobody knows. Nobody knows. Huh? Submarine Christians. You know how the submarine operates, right? Just pew. then nobody knows it's there. Then after that's some people's Christianity. Nobody knows. God healed you. Nobody knows. Huh? God spoke to you. Nobody knows. God touched you. Nobody knows. God blessed you. Nobody knows. What's wrong with you? Hey. Say, oh no. I, 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 I better not tell people because, you know, who knows? If I backslide now, you know, at least they will make fun of me. Huh? So that's why you don't want to share your testimony because, because you are preparing a safe landing for your backsliding. <laughs> hmm? Is that what you want? So that nobody knows that you ever knew Jesus. They just look, yeah, yeah. Cool. This man's life is a challenge to us. It's a challenge. Ten cities from one encounter with Jesus. One testimony, ten cities. I don't know. When we meet this guy, I don't know what excuse we'll have. What, 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 what are you going to share with him when you meet him in heaven? Huh? You tell him, wow, man, you are so possessed. <laughs> huh? Six thousand demons. How did you manage? Because that's how some Christians think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you should be like that. Then they dwell on your past. Yeah. They, they latch onto your past. And that's all. They can't see your testimony. Yeah. They can only see your past. Yeah. They can only see the demons yes. that you used to have. Yes. They cannot see the cities you are taking. Yeah. I don't know about you. I want to impact cities. Yeah. I want to impact regions yeah. with my testimony. In closing, let me share. My, my, my friend, Evangelist Junior, how many people, you remember him? Yes. <laughs> you remember his testimony. Yes. He came here and shared his testimony, how his daughter was raised from the dead, right? Yes. After drowning yes. and being confirmed dead yes. by the doctors. Mm -hmm. Come on. But she's alive today. 
when he went to Bangladesh and he went to this community, he was going to do an outreach there. So they were sharing the testimony of his daughter. Somebody came to him. They say the outreach is going to start tomorrow. Today he's there. They say, oh, are you the one that uh, your daughter was raised from the dead? Yes. Mm. They say, oh, come. <coughs> There's a the person here. <laughs> right on time. Before. Before the outreach. When they said that, he was... He was going, but his legs were like jelly. You know, shaking. Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> huh? And truly, they took him there. This woman had been dead for three days. Three whole days. They said, okay, fine. Here she is. And they left him there. You better wake up. <laughs> May God give you such opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. So what happens? He's there and he's now he's praying. In the name of Jesus. Wake up. <laughs> Nothing. Hey. He prayed, prayed, prayed. Nothing. One hour. Nothing. Yeah. He is calling. He is praying. He is speaking in tongues. He is shouting. He is commanding. He is doing everything. Nothing. Hey. Two hours. Nothing. By then, he was sweating. He removed his shirt. Because every, he was wet. Soaked. Lord, if you don't do this, I have no message. <laughs> huh? Three hours, nothing. Wake up in the name of Jesus. I rebuke death. Four hours. Huh? Come on. <laughs> Pray. Those of you that struggle to pray for 10 minutes. <laughs> Four hours sweating. And people are waiting outside. Yeah. You, 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 can't just, you can't just say, uh, you know, this one is God's will. <laughs> you, you, you can't do that. Uh, there is no explanation. And he's there praying. Until the Lord spoke to him and told him what to do. Go. Stand like that. Speak. Call her. Simple. Yeah. And he, did, he does it. The old lady sneezes. And she wakes up. Hallelujah. He brings her out. <laughs> it's like I told you my, my, my God is real he's alive I told you Jesus is alive 
Hallelujah. That miracle opened the nation. That single miracle opened the nation for him. And not only that nation, other nations, as we're speaking, is preparing to go to Dominican Republic and Haiti. Glory to God. It's just boom, one after the other. Now they don't count miracles anymore. There are too many. Hallelujah. The power of a testimony. The testimony of his daughter opened Bangladesh. The testimony of Bangladesh is opening other nations. So you need to get your testimony. And let's use our testimonies. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Glory, glory, glory. Mighty God, mighty God. May the Lord breathe over your testimony. May the Holy Spirit... Let the wind of the Spirit begin to blow over your testimony. Even that which seems very ordinary to you is supernatural to somebody. That which you don't, you, you don't even consider to be great. God is going to use that to change somebody's life. In the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to pray for yourself. Tell the Lord, Lord, use me. Use my testimony. Use my testimony to change lives. Use my testimony to change cities. Use my testimony to to change communities. Use my testimony to change nations. Lord my God. Lord my God. Your testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. You will use your testimony to overcome death. You will use your testimony to overcome sickness. You will use your testimony to overcome disease. You will use your testimony to overcome demons. In the name of Jesus, we declare that right now. We release the power of testimonies in this house. In the name of Jesus. Mokasi Prataha Mokasalabaha Makasalebros The power of your testimony in the name of Jesus Mighty God Mighty God Let your anointing come upon our testimonies Come on ask the Lord to anoint your testimony Ask him to anoint your testimony and to use your testimony to do signs and wonders, to do miracles in the name of Jesus. Mola basika petos. Mola masike petos. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Testimonies. My Lord. Mighty God, I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. People, I'm telling you, if you will take this serious, you'll be amazed at what God can use your testimony for. Giants will come down. 
through your testimony. Goliaths will come down through your testimonies. Cities will open up through your testimony. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand. Come on. Say this after me. Heavenly Father. I receive your word. I believe your word. I ask, oh God, that you will anoint my testimony. Use my testimony to open the hearts of people. Use my testimony to liberate people. Use my testimony to change regions, to change cities, to change nations, to change communities, to change families. In the name of Jesus, breathe over my testimony. Give my testimony life. Give my testimony power. Give my testimony unction. To change people's lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, people can argue with your doctrine. They cannot argue with your testimony. Yes. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. And that's why we need to have testimonies. Amen. They might disagree with you doctrinally. But when you say I was blind. But now I see. I was deaf. But now I can hear. I was crippled. But now I can walk. Nobody can argue with that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's why your testimony is so powerful. Amen. And you must not. Never undermine your testimony. Glory to God. I speak and I declare a fresh fire, a fresh breath, a fresh life over your testimony in the name of Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit will begin to inspire you to share your testimonies at the right times. The right testimony for the right situation. In the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will give you the wisdom to bring out the right testimony for the right situation. To get the right results. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.